G'day and welcome to Dog Talk. I'm Dan Camilleri. And I'm Laura McKillop. Um, tonight we're fortunate enough to be speaking with Callum Story from Shorefoot Kelpies and the newly formed Queensland Yard and Utility Trial Association. G'day Callum, how you going mate? Yeah, good yourselves? Good, good thanks mate. Had a bit of a full on day there. Yeah, mate. Yeah, it's been. Uh... Oh, we've lost him. Yeah, no, day's been good, mate. Yeah, we've had it. Oh, we got a little bit on at the moment, but it's just a bit of catch up working and I'm um, just getting a few things tidied up. The workshop's a bit of a mess from from um, cropping and that through through the year, so we've sort of got to get in and tidy it up a bit at the moment. So, ah, very cool. And, and like Laura mentioned before, mate, um, you're the president of the Queensland Yard and Utility Association. So we thought we'd have this chat tonight so um, people can learn to learn it or listen and learn a little bit about yourself and the association. So, mate, if, uh, we might kick off. And you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, mate, where, where you're from, where you grew up? Yep. Yeah, so I'm, I'm originally from Queensland. Um, I grew up at a, in a town called Wandowan. Uh, which is about oh, you're about three hours west of Tor, um, and you're just sort of northeast of Rome. I suppose is the easiest way to to um, describe it. Um, and uh, I actually I grew up as a town kid. That I was that annoying mate that was trying to trying to catch a ride back at the mates' farms on the bus on Friday afternoon after school. So that's um. And that's sort of where I suppose I started a bit of passion for ag. ag um, was was getting properties and learning how to ride horses and doing a bit of money. Yeah, and, and speaking of your the little ones are getting into it there. Um, speaking of your horses, mate, you, you do a little bit of horses still. Oh yeah, we sort of only really got. We've just got a small team. Nowadays, mastering um, one thing sort of start settle down a bit. We get back into the routine. We might, um, I might try and get out to a couple of something like that, but sort of. Um, the, the working dog and the um, new association is sort of pretty well our focus. So, yeah, where we're at at the minute. But, yeah. And are you still doing much mustering on horseback? Oh. Yeah. Hey, we do all our cattle work here on, on horseback. Um, every now and then I might, I might uh, um, jump on a, on a ball or something like that just to, just to run out and check, check cattle or shift a, shift a paddock. But, yeah, it's generally all done on horseback. 
Cool. And whereabouts are you? Are you and the family located now, mate? Located just uh, just northwest of Gen Dowie, uh, in a little area called Dark Creek. We're um, we're located on nine thousand acres. Beautiful, mate. And, and you've moved around a little. We've, um, yeah, we've, we've moved around. I would have been, oh, well, almost right up and down inside. So what are you doing um, for work these days? Uh, so I work on I work on a cattle property um, now. That's sort of, that's that's our main forte here. But it's sort of a, it's a growing process at the moment. It's it's um it's only sort of in the small amounts of acres at the moment. With uh, hopefully it'll it'll get expanded. So it, it'll be good if we can if get that going a bit more. It's another industry in the ag that we can cover, supplying a bit of grain. So beautiful. And you spent some time down here in New South Wales. Yeah, we've we've done a couple of stints down there now. We um our first stint we did two year stint sort of. Out in the on the western edge of the central west, out out between um, Condoblin and Nimiji, we were about sixty k south, directly south of Nimiji, um, sort of back out in that that red dust uh, region out there. So that was that was through through the sort of seventeen eighteen drought. We were out there, um, and then we um, we came back home for a short stint back into Queensland and. And um, we, um, yeah, then we turned around and, and did another two year stint um, down down through between New South and Victoria, and then then came home again. So we're um, pretty well pretty well settled up here again now. So yeah, enjoying being up back at home. Yeah, mate, it's good. Yeah, we got we like being closer to family. It's been good for the boys. We got we got two two young boys, so it's um. Yeah, it's been good to get back up, and they sort of get to see their grandparents and and cousins and and uncles and aunts pretty regularly now. So it sort of makes their makes their home life a bit better for them too. They've got more regular faces around them again. So yeah, yeah. Do you want to tell us a little bit about um, how how do you get into your working dogs, mate? Yeah, so I, I actually um I, I did a did a small. Uh, contracting job in in the in the hills in a little area called West Halden, which is not far from Toowoomba, um, and it was it, just doing it on on horseback was was pretty full on. Um, and we ended up getting a fellow to come in and give us a hand, and he had a team of five dogs um, that he he sort of he had one young dog, and then he had the four four experienced dogs, and he split them into two teams of experienced dogs, and all of a sudden the job went from being a a hard task to actually being reasonably simple, um, just by throwing throwing a couple of dogs into the mix and, and a bloke who's who had an understanding of how to how to handle a dog and and where the dog needed to be on its on the mob of stock and and that was in a lot of um, sort of hilly lantana country where you just get you get a real smart old cow or a bull just hide in the middle of a of a lantana bush that could be five acres in size. Um, so, you know, you get a lantana bush that's that, that big just in itself is pretty, pretty hard to get a horse, ask a horse to walk into that 
when um but yeah when a dog can just run in underneath it it sort of makes makes life a lot easier and that sort of got me started in the process of wondering how easier my life could be with um with having my own team of dogs and and that was that was back in uh, that was back in 2010 so I've, I've sort of only been sort of in dogs now for what's that 12 years so um and that was just getting just getting some dogs that had a little bit of an idea of what they were doing and training them on the job and that sort of that that did entail a fair bit of yelling and 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 to be honest cussing at the dogs fair bit of swearing at dogs trying to call them back and and that sort of thing and i, I just yeah, i figured there had to be a better way to do it and um so I put a, I actually put a post up on on a, a local community page on Facebook near Clifton where I was living at the time, and um, there was a, a bloke replied to me on there. I, I asked if, if anyone in the area sort of did any any uh, working dog training for, for for a bloke and and for their dog at the same time. So and um, yeah, a bloke by the name of Matt Mitchell actually um, private messaged me and he sort of. He helped me out fairly well in the start. He, he sort of swung me a, a pup and, and, and a, a bit older bitch that that um, sort of really got me keen on Kelpies because before that I just had crossbred station bred dogs and sort of um, whatever, you know, whatever sort of, to be honest, what was cheap or free at the time. But, um, yeah, once I sort of got a couple of um, pretty pretty well-bred dogs and, and dogs that had a lot more natural ability in them, it, it – um, yeah, it showed me that there's a fair bit of importance on not not just pedigree dogs, but dogs that have been bred to do the job and, and been bred for natural ability. So that, that got me – once Matt got me started with that, it, 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 I was pretty well hooked then. Um, and there was – yeah, that sort of that, – that's bugging my bank account for the last 12 years now since I sort of started started getting into that because all, all my spare coin goes towards my dogs now, so – it's um, but yeah, it's it's definitely grown into a pretty full-on passion that I'm not I'm definitely not prepared to give up anytime soon. So yeah, and you mentioned uh, your Kelpie dogs there, mate. Uh, what what have you got in your current team? Uh, current team, I've got uh, a five-year-old uh, male Kelpie that we bred. Um, he's out of he's actually out of the old the old old girl that um that i started with and um yeah he's a he's just a straight paddock dog he's sort of he's he's pretty handy he's good for cattle um he sort of oh he works he, he work anything in the paddock cattle sheep or goats um and then you sort of slot down there's a there's a couple of three-year-old dogs there um one that i actually not i got not too long ago he's he's um he sort of slotted into the team pretty well he's he's pretty happy to be here and then uh, another one that we bred. Um, she's she's another three year old dog, and I've got a two year old two year old bitch there at the moment, or she's two and a half. So I've got a team of four going dogs, and then I've got a I've got a mountain of pups out the back that that are um, in training at the moment. That'll there's a, there's a couple there that'll stay and jump into the team. So they might be too far off. It's a re- pretty relatively young team still. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've actually, we, we've had a few losses in our dogs over the last sort of six months, losing some older dogs and and um, I've had to bring some some younger stuff through and just make them a permanent fixture in the team and, 
and um, they were already heading that way, but they sort of just got got. Um, there's that young two year old. I wasn't sort of making her a full time member just yet, but she sort of got thrown in the deep end, and she's she's just taken in her stride. So, but she'll um, she's she's worked she worked from from the start of weaning right through. So she's going to have a break now. Give her give her a month off so she can have a rest and. And um, while we're sort of just doing a bit of tinkering around and not doing a great deal of stock work, we're coming into branding. So beautiful. Yeah. And um, so what style of dog are you mostly working? Having a bit of sheep, cattle, goat work. What sort of style of dog are you after? Oh, I like I like a dog that doesn't have too much eye. Um, I do like a little bit of eye and style in a dog. I think it at times it can um it can help create a bit of presence and and um it i find that they're not if they've got that little bit of iron on they're not um they're not too pushy um they sort of they know how to settle a little bit and calm down and and uh, but i like i do i do like that for my dogs to have a fair chunk of walk-up strength um if they if they sort of if a dog for me doesn't doesn't show walk-up strength sort of by the time he's 12 months old, they sort of don't really hang around too much. I sort of try and move them on to someone who they might suit a bit more. But, um, yeah, they've, they've, I like them to have, have positioning and be able to handle a mob pretty naturally because, um, to be honest, I sort of – I probably don't – I probably don't put enough handle on my dogs early on, but I like trying to leave them alone and, and just have a call off and a stop on them really until they're around that two-year-old and – bit more mature in the mind and then bring them back and put a bit of command on them. So they've got to be a pretty natural sort of dog to, um, to stick around. Um, but, uh, yeah, if, they, if, they, if they're happy to get out and, and um, get around their stock, they generally hang around for a while. They'll, they'll have, a, have a place to, to do some work and, and have a job here and there to do and, until something else comes up. Yeah. Yeah, it's And you've been up and down the – the east coast of the country there and touching a bit of trialling yourself, which we'll, we'll talk about a bit later. Mate, if there was a dog around that you could inherit that somebody else's owned, who would it be and why? Oh, if he was a bit younger, to be honest, I'd um, I'd take on a dog called Sunraiser George, which I'm sure everyone in the trial world knows very well. Um, just, just his sheer versatility. Um you know, there's not there's not too much I don't think that dog can't do, um, and he's he's just he's just full of that natural walk up strength like I was saying, um, and he 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 breeds on. Uh, I've I've used him, I used him for a litter myself, and and he actually gave me in two young bitches exactly what I was looking for. Um, so if I could um, if I could copy that again, I'd I'd be pretty happy. I'd be pretty happy to have dog that that particular dog in my team. Yeah. Cool. And, and touching on, on using him there, um, and you, you've obviously bred a couple of pups there, mate. What 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 do you get out of breeding your own pups? Biggest thing for me is I sort of I can um, I sort of get a bit better selection process, I suppose. Like in, in like when I say better, I, it gives me more time to to um, to choose the pups. So if I, I'll, I'll actually hold on to a full litter until they're twelve weeks old. Um, and then um, that's sort of when I'm I'm happy for them to for them to go out and get placed in the new homes because I can I can take my time and 
and um, find the pup out of that litter that I like and I think I'm going to get along with the best because um, that way I'll, I'll give them the time they deserve. Um, I sort of don't really believe in, in just picking a pup just because you, you, know, you want one. You've, you've got to like the pup because um, if you don't like the pup, you're not going to give it the time it deserves. And, and when, when, you, when you, I think, when, when you're training dogs, it's, your focus has got to be on, on the dog. If you if you got them sitting out out in the cage and, and doing absolutely nothing, if they're just living in a cage till they're twelve months old or two year old, and you decide you don't like them, well, you've just wasted a chance for someone else to have a good dog. Yeah, absolutely well said. Get anything to add to that one, Laura? No, I think I think that's yeah, yeah, it's good. Um. I just lost what I was going to say. You're all right. Mate, when you're looking at outside size for yourself, what what are you looking at? Or for? Um, I I like to see sort of consistency in the dog. Um, You know, I I look for those traits that I I stated earlier that I like like a bit of, you know, not not a heap of style, just enough style that they – they know how to calm themselves and, and they'll settle stock and have a bit of presence, but that walk-up strength. But I like it, like to see a dog come out and, and be consistent in the way they work. Um, I think if you can, um, yeah, if you get the chance to, to see a young dog, you know, put some prods in here on the ground before you use it, then that's also a bonus. But I'm sort of not too concerned if, if I do find a dog I really like and, and, you know, it hasn't had a litter before I use it, just as long as it's sort of consistent in the way it works and in the way it handles itself. Yeah. Awesome, mate. What, what advice would you give to someone looking for their first pup or dog? Make sure you like the pup. Yeah, go go to a reputable breeder, um, someone who's got a reputation for, for um, being prepared to help you know, help the person that's that's buying a pup from them, um, whether that be in just verbal advice or, or actually getting them back and, and giving them some lessons or, or however they want to do it. But someone who's got a reputation for, um, you know, being willing to help and, and take the time. And, and um, But, yeah, biggest thing is make sure you like the pup. If you don't like the pup, no point in taking it home. Definitely, that's how I ended up meeting Daniel, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine it. Great advice, mate. Great advice. <laughs> um, so you've done a bit of trialling up and down the East Coast? Yeah, a little bit. Not not a heap. We've been to a few now. We've, we've done we've done oh, a bit more than a handful of trials. And, and um, yeah, we, we actually started up here in, in Queensland. My first ever trial was actually a, a utility trial in a little town called John Darien, um, just west of Toowoomba. So, and it was, um, yeah, it was fantastic because you got you got to test your dog in the paddock and in the yards all in the same run. So that sort of, yeah, that drove, that, that started a pretty pretty big passion for trialling. Um, we've had, we have had some big gaps in our, in our trials that we make it to due to work and that sort of stuff. But, um, yeah, we, we sort of, now we're starting to get a bit settled. We'll, we'll get in and do a few extras and, and we'll start travelling into New South Wales a bit more and doing some, and that sort of thing. So I've been lucky enough. I actually um, I got the opportunity to purchase a, um, a, a bit older 
female um, that had that was already an open dog and had had done a lot of trialing and and um, I got to run her a couple of times before she got too old. And it was amazing to see a dog who knew what a trial ring was without sort of being having to be told what to do all the time. I'd, I'd still try and tell the old girl what to do and she'd just virtually roll eyes and go, no, that's not where you want me. I need to be over here. And, and yeah, and nearly it'd be, it'd be nine and a half times out of 10. She was, she was spot on with where she needed to be. But um, yeah, it was that, that sort of, I suppose being, having the privilege to be able to have an old dog like that, that, that knew where she needed to be in a trial sort of, sort of drove my passion and, and, and um, has made me commit commit to trialling a bit more than what I probably would have without a dog like her. Yeah. Do you want, do you want to give that old bitch a plug, mate? Uh, Capri cares. Yeah. Uh, she, yes, uh, she, was, she was trained by a bloke by the name of Justin Toombs. So uh, she's, um, yeah, she, she was a good old dog. She was, um, yeah, she's unfortunately not around anymore. We, we lost her earlier this year. She, she health problems. But, um, yeah, she was, um, we were lucky enough that she actually, she gave my partner, Chloe, she, she gave her a couple of runs in the trial ring as well. So we sort of, we, we got a fairly big, um, oh, well, pretty, pretty big value out of her sort of being able to teach us a bit. And, and she was one of those dogs that um, that was able to show me a little bit about um, natural positioning on a mob too. She wasn't she wasn't a big paddock dog. She didn't have a big cast or, on her or anything like that. But once you had a mob together and, and you drop her off the ute or the bike, she, um, yeah, she 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 had a had good feel for where she needed to position herself on a mob. And, and that, that reflected in a trial ring as well. And, and um, it 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 got majorly reflected to me when when she started rolling her eyes at me when when I was tell, telling her to go the wrong bloody way. So yeah. And and how the, how'd your trial bug come about, mate? How'd you catch that? Uh, that that was that was started by the, the same fellow that got me into to training dogs a bit better way, Matt Mitchell. Actually, um, he he got me he dragged me along to trial at Armadale. In I think it was uh, 2014. I think it might have been 2014, 2015. There somewhere. Um, yeah, he he dragged me down there. We we left we left here in, in Queensland about two o'clock in the morning, and um, got down to Armadale and and um, yeah, that was that that was unreal. Just be able to sit back and and, and watch um watch some some um, proper handy dogs get around get around a yard. So that that's what got me there, and and um, the next trial after that that I was able to get to was the utility trial, and at that point I'd sort of had a had a dog there um, that I'd got a bit better handle on, and and that through through guidance, and yeah, that's sort of that's where we started with it. it was yeah, it all sort of circled back to that one trial at John Darien. Uh, that's awesome. uh, Why do you enjoy trialing? Oh, it's a lot of the social atmosphere, to be honest. Um, just just being able to sort of go and, and and have something to do on a social level with your dogs outside of work. Um, because our dogs are such a large part of our life to be able to sort of to be able to go and have a bit of fun where it's not all just about work, it's just about getting out there having a run and then sitting back on the sidelines watching someone else do it and, and getting advice on, on where you can improve and, and, and continue to grow in your ability as a handler. Um, I, I I think 
things with trialing for me is because you can soon learn where your weaknesses are as a handler. Um, so that's that's been a pretty big one for me because I, I was able to learn very quickly um, where I needed to improve to, to help my dogs be better. So that was that was a big one for me. Mm-hmm. Very cool. And um, running a trial isn't new to you, mate. You've you had a crack when you're out in um, in Forbes there, Parks, Parks, run your yeah, trial. Parks. Yeah, Parks in in 2021, we we ran we ran a trial there um, in June. Uh, it probably it probably really should have been it could have been run across three days. We had to we ended up running. Um, I think it was like the last third of the novice plus the novice final under lights on the Saturday night because we just otherwise we wouldn't have got the open finish on Sunday. Everyone we would have had to try to convince people and probably paid probably paid about fifty or. 60 60 people's day wage to keep them back on Monday to finish the trial. So it was um, it, it was huge, and and for us, I suppose that's that's been a pretty big point to us with with how supportive the a trial community can be. The amount of people that turned out to support me and Chloe in the first trial was was huge. Um, it it was a big one, yeah, it was, and it was a lot of fun too. No, absolutely, it was, mate. And that was my next question, mate. Any takeaways? Like, what did what did you learn from running that event? Keep running them. Yeah, any chance you get, if you can, if you get the opportunity to put another one on, just do it. Um, yeah, it's it's one of those things, I suppose. It's it's the um, I suppose it's the it's it's getting the the feeling of, of being able to run a successful trial. Um, it's it, it's one of those feelings that's sort of pretty hard to forget to be able to walk away from a weekend and and, and get a lot of feedback from people saying that they they enjoyed themselves and that they'd come back anytime it's run is sort of that's that's um yeah that's that's a pretty big push on to um to keep it going and, and do it all again. Absolutely, and a hat's off to you, mate. It was a very well-run event, and you had a lot of um, buy-in from the local community. Uh, it was very enjoyable, and people come from you know fair distances to to attend as well. It was a great weekend. Yeah, no, thanks for that. Yeah, no, it was it was huge. We had we had people come from uh, we had a couple of handlers come up out of Victoria for it, um, and and from from north, northern New South, right up sort of the top end of New South, people came down, and um, there's. I believe you and Laura came across, and a few others came across from Sydney as well. So that's that's a fair hike out to come over the mountains, and and um, yeah, it was it, it was it was very impressive and and very humbling. I suppose is probably one way to put it to see people come from that far just for just for a little um, country trial, yeah, it, which made it quite big. No, it was great. Always enjoy a good trial. It was. So you're obviously now back in Queensland. What made you go about starting the Queensland Yard and Utility Trials Association? Well, it'd be a hundred percent. It um a lady by the name of Shelley Burns. Um, she's been involved in trialing now for, for ten years or, or just over. Um and and um she gave she actually called me, uh, called me and Chloe there one afternoon. Um we we're actually on our way up to Springshaw see some friends and 
she gave us a call and said that she was she was really going to start pushing forward to um, to get our own um, yard and utility association happening in Queensland and and asked if we wanted to be a part of it and and um, and just help in whichever way we possibly could. And to be honest, we were probably we were probably a little bit late to the party. We sort of came in uh, we came in part way through it all and and um, but we've just we've just thrown ourselves into it head first and. And um, we sort of – Shirley Burns has been a massive driving point behind it herself. Um, she was just keen. And I suppose we've, we've got a team now that's – that's everyone's got a, a big passion for promoting yard and utility trialling here in Queensland. So it was sort of – for us, it was a pretty easy decision to um, to throw ourselves into it as much as we can and, and promote it and keep pushing it forward. Um, and And – Biggest one for us, seeing seeing the, the team of people that that's involved in it is what's kept us and pushed us into it. Yeah, going to ask you a bit about your team in a minute there, but what what do you guys what do you just want to get out of it? Why have you formed it? Well, we we we've started this to um, one of the biggest things is we sort of, I suppose we um, just having that little bit more freedom being a full full blown association for yard and utility trialling instead of a subcommittee. Um, it, it used to be a subcommittee up here that was part of the Queensland Working Sheepdog Association Incorporated, which they, they were always supportive and, and, and they helped where they could. But um, I think the biggest thing for us is we thought of, we probably have a, a, a little bit more that we can achieve by being a separate association. Um, in the way of of um, just being able to grow it a bit more and and, and push it forward, um, the biggest one for us is going to be is to we want to see the growth. We want to see the growth in yard utility trying in, in Queensland, and that's probably what we're going to be looking for the most over the next few years. It's not going to be an overnight sensation. Um, we do believe there's going to be a lot of commitment and, and everything involved for you know probably probably at least the first five years. Um, but we just we're just gonna go we're just gonna go head first at it and do it as as, as big and, and as hard as can. Yeah, absolutely, man. And Queensland's a, a massive um, state. What, what do you guys need yep. to to get it going to to start the ball rolling? Community support. Um, like if if people even if people don't um, don't feel that they're equipped to to run a trial. But they're equipped to to be able to put on training days and and demos and 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 that sort of thing just just to get the awareness out there and and get people interested. Um, you know, you, you don't have to have 200, 300 head of sheep and you know available to do anything to be a part of it. Even if you can get even if you can get fifteen or twenty sheep where we can just come out come out and put a bit of a demo on it at your local show or. Or if we can, even if we can get, um, you know, get some people involved and, and do some training clinics, and uh, even if they're just one or two days, and just just to get people keen, um, it doesn't, yeah, it certainly doesn't have to be support in the way of holding a full trial. Um, more than more than happy just to, um, you know, get some coaches together and 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 head wherever we can to to um, to get some, just build some interest and get people. Aware of what yard and utility trialling actually is up here, it's it's um sort of it, it has has over time sort of you know it, it hasn't been that big and and most people think trialling up here is is either 
Well, we've lost him for a sec there. We're going to have to come back to that. He's, he's, I think his internet just dropped out there. I think so. 35-40. Competition. Or hey, hey, Callum. Cal you yeah. Listen, mate? We lost you when you yeah, said mate. Yeah. yeah, we lost you when you said trialing is. So could <laughs> you think when you said um, you think a lot of people out there think trialing is? Can we just go back? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, no, that's all right. So um, up here in Queensland over time, I suppose a lot of people have believed that, that trialling is either in the form of a three-sheep trial or, or a cattle trial. Um, the yard and utility sort of, you know, it, it hasn't had huge awareness to it. Um, there's only sort of been sort of one or two utilities and, and one or two yard trials in this sort of southeastern corner between sort of mainly Pittsworth and, and Inglewood um, have had about it. So at the moment, it's um, we're looking at, at potentially having a, a bit busier year than that at this stage. We, we've got potential to have sort of maybe 10 to 15 yard trials and um, and probably hopefully sort of four utility trials. Um so that's, you know, it's, it's not huge numbers of trials like what you see in, in New South and Victoria, but just to, um, just in our first year, even just to, to take it from, take it from two or three trials up to 10 is going to create a lot of, a lot more awareness and, and get people involved. But we've had, um, we, I think we'll have a lot of success in, in, in holding training days and, and demos as well. And how many trials would you like to see over, you know, in five years' time, like how many trials would you like to see scattered around the state? Oh, it's inside the next five years. Um, the sheep numbers may be may be a bit of a a concern for us in different areas, but um, at the same time, we're not going to be picky. If someone's got a couple of hundred dorpers, um, they're, they're happy to happy to loan out. They're still sheep. Um, we sort, you know, we're definitely not biased as to what it is because. You know, they all get work in a in, in a set of yards at home, um, or class, or, or whatever's got to be done. So, um, you know, they they know the routine of going up a race and going to a draft. So, um, yeah, it's it's it'd be great to be able to see see that that community support build and, and end up with thirty or forty trial years. But if we get there, we get there. But we'll just keep pushing along and and we'll we'll get what we can get done. I reckon that's great. On the flip side, there of like hosting a trial, mate, and already knowing this answer, what experience do handlers need, or what kind of dogs do they need to be able to have a crack? Oh, mate, if you got a dog, yeah, come and have a crack. If you, you know, it's um, if if you can, if you feel that that you just want to get out and have a bit of fun, training can start at a trial. Um. Even even if you just come in, if if you've got if you've got a stop and a call off on your dog, yeah, you can by all means go and have a dig, go and jump in and in an encouraged class trial or a local class and 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 get amongst it. And once you've had your run, if you you know just just go and go and find a an experienced handler or or um you know if you if you sort of you just go and ask the judge or who, who's a good person to talk to, they you know they're always willing to give it give advice and and send you to someone that can sit down and have a chat with you. So, um, yeah, that's sort of 
that's probably what I'd say. If you've got if you've got a stop and a call off on your dog, then then just come and have a go. And when's your first event then? Uh, the 4th of March, we've got, at this stage, we'll have a yard trial at the Milmarin Show. Beautiful. Very good. Uh, hopefully it's, um, I, I think it'll be, I think it'll end up being a busy trial. There's, um, we've we've um, had quite a bit of interest already in, in how people can get, get amongst it and get involved. So I think it, um, being the first one off the off the ranks, when, as it starts to cool down up here, it's... Um, yeah, I think it'll be good. No, absolutely, mate. And and I hope it really takes off for you. And, and knowing how much effort goes into a trial, mate, do you want to tell us a little bit about the committee you guys have on board there and the people driving this? Yeah, so at the moment, we, there's um, there's our, our secretary is, is Shelley Burns, but she's been the major driving point behind this. And and um, I, I actually, to be honest, I would love for, for Shelley to be the... Uh, to be the president because she has been the, the main driving force and I think she should be should be the face of Queensland Yard and utility trialling at the moment. But um Shelley just wants to just wants to keep pushing through with the paperwork and and um and be on the information side of things and um that I I, I um yeah I think she's gonna do a terrific job there. And um next we've got is uh, my partner Chloe Owen. She's she's our treasurer so she'll be Bit of the bit of the push and shove beyond the finance side of things, um, and then we've got our uh, our vice president is Derek Binstead, who's uh, there's there'd be quite quite a large number of people who would already know who he is from trialing over the years. He's got a lot of trial experience, and and um, you know he's he's won numerous trials, and and he's represented Queensland a few times at the Australian Championships and that sort of thing as well. So he's got a lot of experience in running trials and. He was the the chairman um, for the for the subcommittee that used to, to used to run under the the Queensland Working Sheepdog banner. So he's he's got a lot of experience in in um, being a part of of, a, of an association and committee to drive this sort of thing. So um, that was that was why we we were hoping Derek and would come on board and and his wife Taryn she's she's been a, a massive help through all this as well. Um, just with the knowledge that she's also got through trialing and, and being part of the, the the old committee and and getting getting things going up here and and that so um, and then we've got uh, uh, another bloke by the name of Wally Bell um, he's he's sort of further out west out I think he's out around Surat um, he used to um, he he's run a few trials and 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 competed a fair bit himself so he's sort of he was keen to get in and, and help wherever he could. Um, he's he's been he's been terrific through it all with with helping us all get together and make decisions on on where we go and and that sort of thing. Um, and then the other bloke that's that's part of the the committee is um, is a bloke I know, Errol Gill. Uh, he's there'll be a few people down through New South and 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 Victoria and that that would know who Errol is. Um, he's he's got a lot of experience in trialing. Same thing. He's He's won numerous trials and, and represented Queensland on a number of occasions at the Australians. And, um, yeah, he's, he's, he's a massive help because he's got the experience in running trials as well, and, and, um, which is sort of what we need. When, when, when people approach – like people can approach anyone from our committee and, and get, um, get good information and, and advice from, from anyone on the management committee and, 
and you know if they want to hold a trial or a training day, it's, yeah, they can talk to anyone that's on it. Um, everyone will be willing to help as much as they can. Absolutely, and obviously you're going to need a lot of support, not just like from the community, the trialers, um, people willing to donate sheep and and events like you said your thing, but also sponsorship, mate. So if there's anyone out there that uh, want to get on board and help you out a bit, what what would you say to them today? Where, where can they go? I if they're happy to, um, they can either contact Belf or, or Shelley Burns. Um, we've uh, we've got the Facebook page there, um, and we've also got a website that that has our contact details on it. Uh, we've got phone numbers and, and email addresses on there. So if, if anyone's keen to jump in and and, and help support in, in the way of just if it's just wanting to organise an event or, or get in and, and help with sponsorship and that, yeah, just um, yeah, reach out to us anytime. Uh, our, our phone numbers and email addresses are on the Facebook page and, and on the website. And, and every little bit helps, right? It does. It does. Every every little bit helps. It doesn't. It doesn't matter how big or small it is. Every bit will contribute to making this a success. Absolutely. I reckon. It's, I think it's a great initiative, mate. And hats off to everyone there involved. And I really hope hope it does take off for us. Thanks for that. Yeah. No. It's. I, I think. I. I. I think we've got. Um. We've got a great team that'll that'll help push this forward. And and that's what you need, right? You need you need a, a team there around you and and build a community and and hopefully um, you know your membership numbers grow and, and they can take off. Actually, have you guys got a uh, kind of a membership thing there happening at the moment to join the association? Uh, so we're actually we're in the we're in the middle of working with um, the New South Wales Yard Dog Association and the Victorian Yard Dog Association in working towards. A an umbrella um, insurance policy where we can all three states can work together and and um, which which will be a massive help and and having that support that interstate support from New South and Victoria to to help us get going is is already been a massive um, been a massive part to us it's it's um so if we if we can get under that umbrella insurance and we're hoping to have that up and going um, in November sometime so. We will we will um, have a have a media release on on both our website and our Facebook page once once that's up and running with all the information anyone needs to um, to become a member. Beautiful, sounds like a great idea. And and Laura can relate to uh, running a trial. Uh, you know, she's uh, got a hands full there running the <laughs> well, you know the secretary running the Sydney Sheepdog uh, Club, so. She can uh, appreciate the effort that all you guys go to as well. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd reckon it'd be it'd be a busy it'd uh, be a busy job doing that one for Laura. Yeah, it won't be quiet. No, no, that and trying to keep this uh, wet weather under control. We've had it postponed twice this year, and the third one, fingers crossed, the rain doesn't come. When's the third one? Uh, end of this month, end of October. Yeah, I, I think hopefully. Fingers crossed, you'll be safe. Fingers crossed, fingers and toes at this stage, but um, yeah, yeah can't change it. It is what it is. I've got the easy job no, this year. Right. I have to go and put some panels up. Oh, that's the guy. Oh, you step back a bit. <laughs> yeah, nah, a bit, bit busy at the moment, and uh, nah, we're lucky, like you said, mate. Uh, many hands make light work, right? And we're lucky enough to have a community around here where a lot of people are willing to dig in and, and help. So. 
um, we can appreciate just how much it takes to run a trial. So let alone an association, um, anyone to get a, can help and get on board. Get on board. Even something as simple as donating panels um, for trials. You know, the is itself. Or at the back of the yards, like anything. Yeah, is- the biggest thing, like if, if you you know if, if you see an event advertised, whether it's a trial or a training day or anything like that, we've still got. You know, we've 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 still got people there keeping track, making sure everyone's getting in and having getting their turn, and and you know we need people out out letting sheep out it from the backyards and that sort of thing. So, yeah, if you even if you don't have a dog, um, there's always something to, to be involved in, and and um, you know it, it every little bit helps if you you know even if you just turn up for for 15 minutes just helping us let sheep out in into the ring. Um, that's that's always very much appreciated. Because um, it just allows someone that's been there for, for you know, number of hours, they can duck off and get a drink and, and have a five-minute rest and, and go again. Definitely. Absolutely. Anything else that you'd like to touch on there, Callum, about the association, if you think we've covered it all or something more you'd like to add? No, I think, I think the biggest one for us is just anyone who's – you know, anyone who's willing to, to get in and, and lend a hand um, will, will appreciate any amount of help, um, whether it's large or small. Um, and if if even if it's just jumping onto social media, jumping onto our Facebook page and, and sharing a post, um, you know, that's that's always appreciated. And, and that's only that only takes a, the click of a button and, and you can have that done and and just to get, just to build awareness at this stage, that's that's going to be a big one for us. Is just finding people that want to be involved. Absolutely, mate. And I'm done speaking for Laura and myself here, mate. If there's anything we can do to help you um, get going, um, shout out, mate. Happy to give you guys a plug anywhere we can. Yeah, mate. Just just um, yeah, go past the servo, throw your dogs in the air, go past the servo, fill fill the ute up, and come up and have a few runs. Mate, if uh, if that comes to fruition sometime, mate, you need a judge, happy to put my hand up. Yeah, mate. Well, yeah, you already have. I'd reckon we'll take you up on that at some point through the year for sure. <laughs> Too easy, mate. Too easy. Mate, haven't got away um, with everything this easy, although we're still pre-recorded. Laura's still going to have a question for you. Yep. So- would you rather fight one duck the size of a horse or 20 horses the size of ducks and why? Oh, I think I'd rather take on the one duck the size of a horse. I've only got to have a stare off with one object, not, not 20. <laughs> oh, that's the way. <laughs> like an intense stare down there. Yeah, ten stare down or work. Yeah, I can, I can, I can handle that because I, I, I can't move real fast. I'm better at lifting hot, heavy objects. So, if um, yeah, if I've only got to have a face with, with one with one animal, that'll suit me down to the ground. <laughs> that that's awesome, mate. Now, thanks heaps for your time tonight. Um, thanks to all the listeners that get on there. Um, also, thanks to uh, Enduro High Energy Food for Working Dogs with Real Kangaroo Mate. Uh, without you guys, we don't get these live Q&As or even the pre-recorded ones weekly. Um, so thank, thanks to Enduro for that and supporting us. Uh, Callum, it's been an absolute, as always, fun time having a chat to you, mate. Um, thank you very much for coming on board and, uh, and chatting to us. I uh, hope it really takes off for you. 
Thank you. Yeah, no, thanks for having us. It's been a privilege being on here. It's been great. Thanks, thanks for uh, thanks for the invite and for the support. No problems, mate. Any time at all. And please remember, we learn every day, and the day we stop learning will be a sad one for all of us. Thank you. Indeed. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you. Thanks. You gotta end the line. <laughs>